Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. This episode is brought to you by Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. PD Pro Series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Hope everybody is having a great week, and I hope you're getting to stay in the air conditioner a little bit, but I hope you're getting out there, too, and enjoying the lakes and rivers that we are blessed with here in Alabama. It is definitely August. There ain't no doubt about that. We can't hide from it. But that means September's right around the corner, which means it's going to start getting some cooler nights, some cooler weather, a little bit more rain, maybe get this current rolling a little bit. But, hey, there's people still catching fish around the state of Alabama right now. I know sometimes we think of August as a little bit of a dead time for our fishing, but it, but it's really not. And, and there's, there's guys around the state that I'm talking to that, man, they're, they're catching as good a fish and as many fish right now as they've caught all year long. And, and that's exciting. So, man, I am. I'm excited to bring you the show today. We've got a good lineup today, and I'm really excited about this first segment. And, you know, we are so blessed in, in this state with bass fishing, smallmouth, crappie, giant catfish. I mean, we've got the whole, man, we run the whole gauntlet with most fish. But people, a lot of people don't know that we also have rainbow trout certain times of the year. It's really good fishing right here in the state of Alabama, and I'm going to welcome my buddy Garrett Wade to the show, and Garrett's been up there doing a little trout fishing lately. What's going on, Garrett? Oh, not much. Living the dream. Living the dream, man. Well, hey, if people haven't heard Garrett on the show before, uh, Garrett is a kayak man, and uh, and, and man after my own heart because I love my kayak, but uh, normally... You're fishing, the, I mean, you fish a lot of the, the, the kayak events, right? Yeah, I normally am fishing, you know, the, the bigger bass tournaments and, um, you know, fishing the Hobie series, the kayak bass fishing series. And uh, this week we decided to do something a little bit different. Um, my wife and daughter were going out of town for a conference, so I had my 10-year-old son for a couple of days. And uh, 
we've been we've been been watching this alone show and all they're doing is camping and living off the wilderness and he's like let's go tent camping and i was like man i don't know about tent camping but i found a little spot that we could go catch rainbow trout and tent camp and uh it, it was a short sale it didn't take long for him to be game on that heck yeah man that's good stuff well hey that alone series those people are legit on that show <laughs> that's for sure are you watching the current season is that the one y'all are watching no i haven't made it that far we no, we started on season one about a month ago, and we're about halfway through season seven right now. So, well, we've been the, watching way too much television. The one that just aired, there's a there's a girl on there. Her name is Rose, and uh, I won't I won't give away anything to you on what happens with her on the show. But uh, she actually came down to Alabama. She's from Pennsylvania. She came down and went Newland with me a couple years ago. Me and Hannah Barron and and Jeff and uh, man, we had a we had a blast and caught some big catfish with her. But she is she's the real deal. Yeah, that's those people are nuts. Yeah, they're a little bit nuts, man. You gotta you gotta be a little you gotta be a little bit crazy to go up there and do what they're doing and live with them grizzly bears. And man, just that alone part you know, would would suck the life out of me. I don't think I could do it. I, I know I couldn't. I go a couple of hours by myself and I'm I'm looking for somebody to talk to. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking. Up, I, I got to call somebody. <laughs> or something yeah, i gotta talk yeah. to somebody i'm the same way well man that that is uh it's, it's really cool i want to hear about this first of all hey great job as a dad getting out there with your son and camping doing something that you don't i mean it's not tent camping's not something that you that you normally do but uh man that's making memories and that's what it's all about with these kids so hats off to you as a dad for that well thank you yeah we had a blast heck yeah well so Let's talk about the trout. Where were you to start with? Yeah, so uh, I was getting, I was looking for, you know, somewhere to go on this trip, and especially with it being so hot, I'm thinking river fishing somewhere is is usually a a good bet to go catch some fish in the, in the middle of summer. And I'm I'm on Google and I'm looking up some stuff, and I stumble on this article about rainbow trout fishing in the Sipsy River or Sipsy Fork, which yep. is the tailwaters of Smith Lake Dam, and the way it works is, you know, the Smith Lake Dam is like 300 foot tall. And they pull the water when they generate power from the bottom side of it. So the water comes out, I think it's 40 something degrees year round when it comes out of the bottom of that lake. So with that, you know, having that cold water, the state and Alabama Power got together and decided that they were going to stock trout into the Sipsy Fork year round for people to be able to go up there and, and trout fish. That's awesome. Do those fish, do they survive? Did you get info on that? Do those fish that they stock, do they survive the year up there? I mean, I would think if the water was yeah. going to be too hot, it was, it, they must, because if it was too hot, it'd be right now. Right. Yeah. So it's, they're, they're in there year round. Um, they stock them uh, about a thousand pounds every month is what I was reading. So every month they stock a thousand pounds of trout. It's a, uh, it's a put and take fishery, so they basically put them in for you to take them out. They let you have uh, limits five fish a day, and about the only stipulation that they have as far as fishing is, you know, once if you catch one and you put it in your cooler or your live well or whatever, you're not allowed to cull it out. So once you decide you've gotten your five, you're you're done, or you can catch and release. But, you know, it's not like some of the places that, you know, make you use a fly or a barbless hook or have to have a special trout stamp or anything like that. So it's, it's very accessible. 
as long as you got an Alabama fishing license, you can fish for them. Absolutely. Dude, that's really cool. Absolutely. Well, so, I mean, you go up there, you and your son, are, y'all, are you in your kayak? You got a, you got a double man kayak? No, I've, we've, I, we took two kayaks up there. Um, I took my Hobie and then he has a hammerhead kayak, um, that I have for him. And, um, so they've got, I think it's six or seven actual access spots on that river that they put in with ramps that you can get down to the riverbed and fish. So the first day we didn't even use the kayaks. We just went to the little ramps and whatever. And what's, so what's crazy about this place is when they generate water, the river, it's not real big. It's probably a hundred foot wide or so. It's a pretty small, it's like a big Creek more than a river. But um, it raises like eight to ten feet when they start generating water. Oh wow! So it's almost—I don't want to say it's unfishable, but if you're fishing those areas up on the right behind the dam where you walk to, it's pretty much unfishable. I mean, that current's—it's ripping out of there, and you can't fish from the bank. You—you you, you would have to fish from a boat. But you could float from right there where there, there's a bridge with a fly shop um is where we actually stayed we stayed behind the fly shop and you can float down there's like eight or ten miles of river that you can float but so when they're generating current there's it it raises like eight to ten foot and it's 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 pretty powerful but they only run it or at least when we were up there they only run it for a few hours a day so like they kicked it on at three o'clock in the afternoon and then at nine o'clock at night they kicked it off and it would raise up that eight or 10 feet. And by morning, it had gotten back down to normal river level. And it was still kind of just a trickle coming out. Mm-hmm. For a couple of hours, you'd get like a light current, which made for you know really good fishing in the morning. And then once all the water drains out, it's pretty much just still and flat until they generate water again. So do you, can you catch these trout? Do most of them stay pretty close to the dam where that really cold water is, or does that water stay cold enough several miles down the river where those fish can can thrive and survive even down the river further? Yeah, so they catch them all the way down to where it hits. I believe the next river down is it comes into Mulberry Fork, um, Mm -hmm. and it's like 10 miles. And they they consider that entire 10-mile stretch their trout river. So the whole thing will is cool enough year round for the trout to sustain and, and they release them up by the dam. So that first mile or so is, is the best area to catch them because every month that's where they dump them in at. Right. So, but as you know, the ones that um, don't get caught, they call them holdover trout. The ones that don't get caught, they kind of ease further down the river. So you probably would catch your, your I would say most likely you'd probably catch your better trout down the river that maybe have been in there for a year or so. Yeah, because how big are they when they stock them? So uh, if you go online, they actually have exactly what they stock every month, and they have the date that they stock them. So through the winter, they were stocking 8 to 15-inch trout, I believe. And then the last couple of months um, in the summer, they stock 12 to 14-inch trout. So they're all – They're stocking you know, big enough. I mean, they're, in. Yeah, they're, they're catchable fish that they're stocking. So Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, and and big enough to where they're not getting eaten by every every two pound bass swimming up there. Yeah, yeah, and there's not a whole lot of you know. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of good sized bass. I saw a bunch of drums swimming around in there. I saw a couple of pickerel, 
but you know the water's it's clear there's no motors allowed so i mean it's a it's a nice spot and you know we started out the first day um went up there and you know of course i went to a to a fly shop and was like hey what do i need to do to catch these trout and he's like oh well you need a uh a bobber and one of these little flies and stuff if you're using spinning tackle and of course you know i haven't fly fished before but i'm like well i'm gonna buy a fly rod while i'm here and i'm gonna give that a try and um after about the third fly that i slung off the end of my rod bull whipping it my son's like you're not allowed to use that anymore you keep losing three dollar <laughs> flies yeah and he's like you gotta stop using that but the the next day we we went to walmart and went and got us some little um rooster tails the little inline spinners with the little bucktail on the end yeah and uh we used a white one and a black one. They both worked, but you just, you know, throw it out there on, on light spinning tackle and reel it in slow. And, uh, we caught, I believe we caught 10 trout that next morning, uh, along with a couple of, um, I caught three or four, you know, nice size, uh, brim also. Man, how fun. Oh, there's a ton, tons of fun. Was it, was it crowded? Was there a lot of people fishing? There was a, I mean, uh, so we went up there on a, a, we got there late on a Thursday. And, uh, so Friday there was, you know, a decent amount of people. Saturday there was a good bit more, but it, I mean, it's not crazy. There's, you know, plenty of room for people to spread out, you know, uh, when they're not generating water, they can, you can actually get down in there. We only saw a couple people on kayaks. Um, the fly shop rents kayaks that you can use. Um, of course we took our own. Sure. Um, Having the having the pedal drive is you know makes all the difference in the world when you're trying to fish. Yeah, no doubt about that. There's also a few bass in there. You know, we were I was under the impression that with the water being that cold, you know, that there wasn't that many bass left in there. They kind of decided to leave. Of course, with it being summer, they're looking for some cooler cooler water too. So they eased back up in there, and we caught several. You know, I caught a largemouth and, and several spots and. There's definitely plenty of fish to, to catch. And with the water being cool, you know, they're still aggressive. It's not like summertime fishing where, you know, stuff's hot and doesn't want to move much. I mean, it's prime. And that's, that's very that's, that's very cool that we've got that here. And, and like I said, it gets overlooked a lot. A lot of people I don't even think know about it. So, man, I, I definitely need to get up there with my kayak because I love to fly fish. And um, yeah, go up to, to Tennessee and North Georgia and um, – you, you know do it there you know try to at least once a year usually uh and we go up and do the same thing y'all did we go up and tent camp and and get out there and wade and in, in some of those rivers and and enjoy it but man i need to take my take my hobie up and and uh and try that that sounds like a lot of fun yeah yeah i mean and and for you you know you're not that far away so i mean you can make a day trip out of it oh absolutely we've gone up there to the sipsy a couple different times and now we put in a lot further down and and just kayaked and it is an absolutely gorgeous river in, in fact right. if you're looking for just a day float trip i mean it is a beautiful float trip and i think the one that we went on was eight or nine miles so it takes a little while but uh it's just yeah. it doesn't even feel like you're in alabama at times because there's these giant cliff walls that you're going between you know, that are coming. I mean, you're looking like straight up, can't even see the top of it. it it's some really cool areas up there. So any, anybody wanting to just do a float trip is a great place to go. Just don't do like we did last time and not check the, 
the water gauge and before you go because it was too shallow and we ended up dragging our kayaks most of the time but um, right yeah so you you kind of got to watch the water level on that but but i need to get up there to those to the headwaters of it and and, and try some of that fly fishing that sounds like a blast it was a lot of fun matter of fact i've got my I brine my, just now getting around to cooking them today. I've got them brine sitting in the refrigerator and uh, they'll be going on the smoker here in about 30 minutes. Man, that's awesome. Well, hey, as far as the kayak fishing and, and you know, you, you were talking about when we first started our talk that you were looking for different rivers and stuff around to, to, to bass fish in when you, when you came across this. But I was having this conversation yesterday with somebody, you know, I mean, a lot of times in our creeks, in our lakes you know we've got we've got logan martin and lay and, and tennessee river no matter where it is we've got so many great lakes around the state most of them have creeks that come into them at some point or another and i think i'm guilty of it sometimes you get caught up in thinking okay the fish are up in the creeks in the spring when the water starts warming up all the fish move out to the ledges but then at a certain time of year the water in the creek will be probably cooler than the lake water and those fish move back up and then if you go far enough in the creek you got resident fish that are there the whole year so oh yeah as far as you going out now bass fishing these are are you fishing ledges or are you looking for these creeks to go up in and bass fish it, it really depends you know if i'm on a lake i'm probably going to fish the ledges and stuff but you know you can get online and look up you know the alabama um it's like the Alabama Canoe Trail or the Kayak Trail or something like that. And it's got all of the rivers, all of the put-ins, all of that stuff. For I mean, we have a massive amount of access points throughout the state of Alabama. And if I was going to go out in the summer and if I was, you know, looking for a place to go catch, I'd probably find one of those access points, you know, either on the Tallapoosa or the, you know, the Coosa or, or any of those rivers that, you know, it's got good current, so it's got oxygen here in the right. summer where a lot of places that are you know stagnant and hot you know those fish are kind of lethargic yeah no doubt about it yeah the oxygen like you said the oxygen level will be high there and 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 a lot of times it'll be a little cooler than that main lake this time of the year too so maybe they're a little more active well it's gonna be cooler on you too because you know chances are those a lot of those rivers are not very big so there's plenty of trees that are going to be shading you for most of the day as you float down and fish so that's a an added bonus what do you like to use as far as rod length when you're kayak fishing? Most of my stuff is between six, six and seven. Uh, everybody has their own preference. I know some guys like to use a longer one because they feel like they're shorter. I've just always used six, six to seven foot rods. I got, I think I got one or two that's a seven two. Um, but for the most part, I use the same stuff that I would be using in a boat. And I like the shorter stuff for accuracy when you especially you get around you know some trees and some overhanging stuff having a long rod seems like you spend more time you know trying to figure out how to make a cast while you're sitting there having that short rod you you have a lot more flexibility to be able to make you know accurate casts around you know around some of the structure we get in with the kayaks yeah yeah good point hey man i appreciate your time buddy thank you for getting on here uh you know we got i got to get a tip of the day from you so you know we won't do a tip for the for the rainbow trout your bass guy your tournament guy if somebody's gonna go in in some of our lakes or rivers throughout alabama right now kayak fishermen i mean what would your tip of the day be 
I would definitely say look up, you know, doing a, a river trip this time of year. I mean, the, we're getting the prime time for for river fishing. You know, this is the, really the some of the your best chances of going out and, and getting only good bites is probably going to be in your in your rivers. You know, find one that's got some good flow to it, and um, just get out there and have a good time. That's a great tip, man. Garrett, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for the report and uh, giving us your time today. And, hey, congrats on a good trip with your son catching those rainbows. I'm going to get up there and do that myself. All right, no problem. All right, buddy. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. You too. All right. All right, guys. Let's take a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by Killer Dock Fish Cleaning Stations. Today, we're going to profile another common form of dock dysfunction, dirty dock. Have you ever cleaned up a nice mess of fish and then washed your wife's face in disgust when she sees your dirty dock as a result? It happens to all of us who are cleaning fish on old wooden fish cleaning tables that don't slope toward the water. You need dock enhancement. Killer dock fish cleaning stations are marine grade aluminum coated with a ceramic finish that makes cleaning your dirty dock a cinch. The scales and slime drain directly into the water through legs or through the slots. You choose the style. Check out the best fish cleaning stations known to mankind at KillerDock.com. Also brought to you by the Alabama Marine Resources Division. The Alabama Marine Resources Division would like to remind all recreational anglers who have harvested red snapper, gray trigger fish, or greater amberjack to report their catch through the snapper check program. Reporting is mandatory and must be done prior to landing fish in Alabama, regardless of where the fish were caught. Anglers must report their harvest online at OutdoorAlabama.com or through the official Outdoor Alabama app. For more information about Snapper Check or any of the 2022 fishing seasons, please visit OutdoorsAlabama.com. Welcome back to the show, guys. Great first segment. And, uh, man, rainbow trout fishing in the state of Alabama. Who would have thought it? A lot of people didn't know it existed. But, uh, man, I- I'm going to get up there myself and do it. It's just one of those things that kind of – I knew it was up there, but it just kind of gets out of sight, out of the mind type deal. And, uh, and I can't wait to get up there and try to catch some of those striped bass on the Sipsy. I'm not stripes, but, uh, these rainbow trouts, but Hey, let's get to segment number two. Been looking forward to this one with Tucker Smith. What's going on, Tucker? Hey, man, how are you? Man, I got to introduce you different than that. I mean, Tucker Smith, winner <laughs> of the Bass Pro Shop. Uh, what's the event called Bass Pro Shop? Uh, U.S. Open Championship. U.S. Open Championship. That's a big deal, man. Big winner. Big winner. Life changing. <laughs> yes, sir. Pretty crazy. It's still, it's still, you know, unbelievable. <laughs> I bet so, man. It's still one of those pinch yourself moments, but uh, and life changing. It really is. Not just from a, you know, what it can bring to you as far as sponsorships and stuff like that. As you as you get ready to to finish college and and get out of the college fishing and, and and start fishing the circuit but uh gives you some financial stability too and that's that's awesome but hey you know and it, it's allowed you to do something and that's what i want to talk about today is is that's probably been a problem winning that has probably helped you be able to do something else and 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 create this new uh bait and let's talk about that man what's going on with it i know you're just launching it right yeah, so winning that tournament, it's brought a lot of, you know, sponsors and 
well, a lot of publicity and attention, which really helps. Also financially, it's been awesome. But Picasso Lures is a company that I've been working with even before that tournament, and they've always kind of been with me. And so I, uh, that U.S. Open Championship that we won, we won it on the Mickey, the Mickey rig. So I wanted to create my own Mickey head that was basically the best Mickey head on the market with all the best components in it from all the ones that I've used and, you know, everything that put into one head. So Picasso was, you know, willing to work with me through that. And they wanted me to design my own bait. And I told them that I wanted to design a Mickey head, you know, a jig head for that style of fishing. And so through lots of prototypes and testing and everything like that, we finally got it dialed in um, to what I like. And it's really, I've been testing it and caught tons of fish on it. And it's, the best one I've used by far, but it's called the Speed Drop, the Picasso Speed Drop. So I'm really excited about it. It just hit the stores and it's available online and it's just now reaching some of the outdoor stores around the country right now. So it's um it's available. So I'm excited. Man, that's awesome. And I saw I saw you did a you were at Mark's Outdoors with it the other day and uh had a big deal there. And I'm sure you're doing that at other places, but but like you said, it's available. It's in stores. It's at a lot of the, uh, a lot of the bait and tackle shops now, and and online. Where do you find it? Where's the best place to go? What's the website for the online sales? Um, you just basically go to PicassoLures.com, and it should be on the banner right when you load the page, and you can order them um, through that. But it's really neat. It's my first signature series lure, and I, that's something that I've been you know wanting to do for a while, and it's really uh, eye-opening and really thankful that I've been able to work with them to make that um, lure and hopefully the first of many. But super excited, and I'm happy to see where it goes from here. Man, I'm excited for you, buddy. And and and, and first of all, congrats on that. I mean, how old are you now, Tucker? I'm 20. 20 years old, still in college, fishing for Auburn, designing your own lures, winning a U.S. Open. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive for a 20-year-old young man. And so, so first of all, congratulations on that and what you've been able to accomplish. Thank and you. I know that the, the future is extremely bright for you and you will continue to do great things. But um, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. And, and, and I appreciate your time uh, giving us into this show, getting on here. You're one of my favorite guests and I always appreciate you being on. But let's talk about the lure. Let's talk about what makes it special and how you fish. Okay. So first of all, let's start with what's different about this. So basically the speed drop, like most heads on the market, um, most of them are round head uh, jig heads. And I've used them in the past and they work um, decent. And the thing about a round head is when you throw it, it spirals down when you drop it. And that's something that, I didn't really like in the way that they made the, you know, the circular heads. I didn't like the way they spiraled down. So with the speed drop, we made a kind of like a narrow head style. It's still a circle, but it's also like narrowed. So it's kind of like a, a narrowed circle. And you can see it once, if you like look it up or get some, they're narrow. And so they cut through the water really easily. They fall down really quick. Um, we've got a half ounce, three eighths and a quarter and two out hooks and three out hooks and one of the biggest thing that separates it is it's got a, 
um, Gamagatsu 604 hook in it, which is, you know, one of the best hooks for that size. It still has a small diameter, so you can pin those fish from really far away and down deep with a spinning rod, but it's also super strong. So when you hook like, you know, big bass or even stripers or anything like that, you um, are horsing them in, the hook doesn't bend out at all. I've caught, I've had, I've had some prototypes where I've caught over 500 fish on one jig head just because of how good the hook is. It stays sharp and um, just doesn't bend out at all. And then another thing about it, we implemented a double bait keeper, which most of the heads on the market have one bait keeper. And so your plastics don't hold on super good. You only catch a few um, fish on each jig head because the either the bait keeper will fall off or it'll rip your plastic, but that double bait keeper holds the plastic on good. So that's something we did. And they're at super, a super low angle. So especially when you're using like a Laztec um, products and products that are, you know, have a hard time getting onto the bait keeper, it's at a low enough angle to where you can pull it over that bait keeper and hold it good. Um, and then we've got five different colors right now. All the colors that you need, we've got a white, um color a lead color that's just plain which works great and then we've got a green gizzard shad a tennessee shad color which is more of like a brownish yellowish shad color and then we've also got like a pro blue color um so really all your shad looking colors that you need um for all the conditions and um yeah it's got 3d eyes recessed line tie so that it reduces fraying um a 90 degree hook which is angled backwards um, at an angle. So basically when you tie your bait on, the hook is kind of pivoted until you put that plastic on there. And then once you put the plastic on there and put it in the water, that plastic levels out the bait. So it sits perfectly horizontal when it floats through the water. So when you jig it or move it, that thing bounces and it sits perfectly horizontal right when you stop um, jigging it and hold it. So it's always sitting flat and that's super important, especially with clear water. You want that bait to be sitting at a position that looks the most natural, um, yeah. and not, you know, tilted different. So it's got just about everything that I've seen and different heads all put into one. That's awesome. Well, in the, you talked about the, and, and, and just as the name of it is, you know, implies you designed a, a jig head that will, that will cut through the water very quickly and get to the depth that you need it very quickly why is that important especially when um you're chasing suspended fish this is that's the technique that i use when especially when i'm chasing suspended fish is that jig head and the speed drop we've called it the speed drop you know because it's got that sharp head it falls quick and that's important because those fish are chasing bait constantly especially in the colder months um anywhere from November through March, especially that time of year, it's where it really plays a big role. But those fish are swimming around chasing bait and they're constantly swimming around. So they're not sitting still in any places. They're constantly moving. So the faster you can get down to them and get your bait above them and on um, on the fish, you know, you're going to be in the strike zone longer. You don't want a bait that kind of just hovers down real slow. Um, unless it's super cold, that's when I go to the quarter ounce. But most of the time I'm throwing a three eighths to get down there quick and once you can get down there and stay in the strike zone you can throw out a lot more fish and cover a lot more water and get a lot more bites because you're you're using this and and this this is this technique of fishing that you're doing this is primarily like you're, you're talking about schooling bass 
and you're using forward-facing sonar to chase these fish and keep up with them and, and catch them. Am I correct there? That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's um, basically forward-facing sonar has really changed the game with this kind of technique of fishing. Also, when it's cold in the middle of wintertime, you can drop down straight onto their heads with it and catch them just jigging it like that, but also throwing out away from the boat um, and using that bait kind of with your forward-facing sonar to see them coming around and throwing to them. That's a way that you can catch them really well, especially when it's cold, but even when it's hotter too, and there you can see them coming around, you can throw it to them and catch a lot of fish that way. So do you just, when you're throwing it out, you're, you're, let's, let's say you're looking at the fish and they're suspended at, you know, 15, 20 foot, whatever the case may be, you're throwing it out. You can actually watch this thing fall right on your forward facing yeah. sonar. So, you know, at the depth it needs to be, and then are, what kind of retrieve are you just kind of jerking it along? Is it more of a steady retrieve to keep it at the level you want? It's uh, basically, it depends on the mood of the fish. If I can see that the fish are really high up in the water and you make a far cast out there, I'm going to burn it across the top of the top of the water and they'll come up and eat it that way. A lot of times when they're deeper, you can either pendulum it or you can reel it and twitch it at the same time. It kind of depends on the fish's mood. Also dropping it, like I was saying, is a good way to catch them. But you kind of just kind of have to figure out that mood of the fish and kind of mix it up as as well until you find the right key retrieve that they want but that's the cool um, thing about certain- this this technique and about this lure is that there's you can fish it a lot of different ways so like you said you can figure out what the fish want how they want it and fish this lure in in lots of different scenarios oh exactly I mean, I've, I've been throwing it at night night fishing catching a bunch on it you can throw it in the middle of the day in the summertime you can throw it in the wintertime Basically, year-round, you can throw it to fish that are a foot under the surface. You can throw it to fish that are 60 feet deep, 100 feet deep. It doesn't matter. So it's a way that you can hit them from any depth of the water at anywhere in the water column. You can catch them on it. So it's really versatile. That's awesome, man. Well, look, I, I can't wait to get on the, the water. We were we were hoping we were going to get out there today and, and uh, be able to do a live show from the boat uh, with me and you using this thing. But but you laid out all night last night fishing on Lake Martin. Yeah. A little bit wore <laughs> out today, but man, did it sounds like y'all caught some bass last night on Martin. We did. We caught a good bit of bass, especially using that, that speed drop. We fish a lot of green lights at Martin and that's a bait that I throw a lot around the lights too. Basically just twitching it through the lights and you get a lot of bites that way and caught some nice ones too. You know, a decent bit, a uh, few three-pounders, which are good on Martin this time of year. But, you know, that it's something that a lot of people don't throw, and it's something that gets overlooked. And, you know, all, a lot of bass eat bait fish. Some some bass key in on crawfish and brim, but the majority of the bass eat bait fish, and that's one of the best imitating baits for bait fish. So. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to, I can't wait to get my hands on some of them and, uh, and try it out for myself. Hey man, I appreciate you, brother, and uh, congratulations on the new lure. And I look forward to seeing how it does. I know it's going to do well, and I know you're going to continue to do well. I mean, we got a got a lot to look forward to. I'm not sure football season is one of them, but maybe we'll be better than everybody thinks we're going to be, huh? Yes, sir. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too, Tucker. Hey, we're going to holler War Eagle either way. That's right. But it sounds like our fishing team's doing a whole lot better than our football team right now. 
Yeah, we've been doing good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, man, if you're going to give a tip of the day to somebody going out, uh, you know, this time of year and uh, whether they were going on the Coos or, or just go to Lake Martin, I mean, what's your tip of the day? Uh, I would say, especially if you're fishing at night this time of year, That's I haven't really talked a bunch about night fishing on the show, but especially night fishing this time of year is a lot of fish this time of year when it's hot, um, they eat at night just because it's so hot and they like to feed when it's a lot cooler outside and that's when they chase the most bait. So if you're fishing around your home, your home lakes, try going at night this time of year because it's night fishing some of the best. This time of year, it's cooler outside and you can catch a lot of fish. Find those lights, um, dock lights, green lights, anything that, you know, attracts bait fish in the area. And then that's where the bass are going to be. So try that out and hopefully you'll catch some fish. I know that I've been catching a lot of fish doing that the past couple of weeks. And uh, I think it'll work out for y'all too. Good stuff, man. Appreciate that tip, Tucker. Hey guys, go out online, go to your bass pro shop, your bass shop, your tackle shop, local, wherever you go and look for the Picasso speed drop jig head homegrown boy alabama designer of this bait tucker smith let's support tucker and go out there and, and get some of these picasso speed drops and uh and and y'all contact me let me know how you do on them i'm sure that uh that our listeners would love to hear and i know tucker would love to hear what everybody's thinking about it but congratulations on it tucker stay safe out there brother and we'll talk to you soon thank you sir i appreciate it have a nice one all right buddy talk to you later all right see ya All right, guys, let's take a few more minutes and hear from some more of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts, or even paddle boats, and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. Also brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services, and now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at BucksIslands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. Welcome back to the show, guys. Man, what a great segment. Love having Tucker Smith on here. And uh, y'all y'all give his new bait a try. It's really cool, man. I mean, we got a 20-year-old guy right here in Alabama, won, won the big tournament for Bass Pro Shop, and, and now he's designing lures, and he's still only 20 years old. Uh, hats off to him. So proud of this young man, and he does such a great job of speaking on here. And uh, it's just refreshing to see these young guys doing what they're doing. But let's get to our third segment. Man, another guy that's one of my favorites to have on the show, Steve Graziano from GrazesGuysService.com. What's going on, Graz? Man, I tell you what, it's, it's been fun the last few weeks. The fish are really biting. You down there and you follow just pounding these fish, ain't you? 
you know, I mean, every day is different, but, you know, lately it's just been big fish, you know, it's just, it's incredible coming back from the lake today. And, uh, I had, I know I was pushing 20, you know, so, but the other day we had 24 Man, I, or 25, you know, you saw the Facebook post. Yeah. I was talking, I was talking about you probably two or three days ago uh, with somebody and, 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 you know, and, and so many of our lakes right now, I mean, some like the Coosa chain, I mean, nobody's catching, nobody's catching good fish right now. I mean, it's, it's a struggle and, and it's really weird how some lakes are, are struggling right now. It's, it's a, it's a bad time of the year for whatever reason, but then I brought you up and I was like, man, I, I don't know. I can't explain what's going on on, on some of these Coosa lakes, but I know down in you follow my, my man Graz is catching fish down there. I mean, this is good right now. It's, I would say you follow maybe the best lake in the state right now. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we had our troubles, you know, a couple years ago. It just, and, and, uh, I tell you what's really happening this year is we've had a really good chat spawn. And, uh, these fish, I mean, I've never caught them this time of year where they're so fat. I mean, it's just, there was, I get the shad spawn is really, is what's making this lake pop right now, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, there's yeah, I so saw, much shad. That's what I noticed on some of your pictures there. I was like, man, I could not believe the guts on some of these fish. You know, and, and, and if you're fishing shallow right now, you're not, you're not going to catch those fish. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't catch a big fish shallow because you probably can, but you're not, you're not going to win a tournament shallow right now. You're just not, these fish are out and uh, they're on these hard spots. And, uh, you know, uh, historically, you know, in the spring and all, you know, you fish trash piles, but I mean, these fish are not on trash piles. They're just not in their own hard spots. And, and, uh, they're, close to the river and uh they're eating they're eating the big big crankbaits and you know you can get bit on a shaky head uh, underspin is very good right now you know with a uh swim bait on it maybe a half ounce uh underspin and, yeah uh, that's a that's a so, good uh that's a good bait to throw right now you know i know Eufaula is is a legendary ledge fishing lake and, and and the ledge fishing is good year round uh it seems like on eufaula uh although there is some extremely good shallow fishing there uh a lot of grass a lot of structure but it seems like it's always good ledge fishing and, and this time of year in particular you know i have to say that august is a tough month on this lake uh you know most of the blacks and trophies that I've won on the lake is really in September and October, August. You don't have a lot of tournaments and stuff like that, but it's it's just the water's come up. We've had so much rain, so the water's way up, way o- over full pool. And so that's not really indicative of a ledge bite because normally you would want it to be down a couple feet, you know, but if you get in the right spot, it's just crazy. I mean, they're just, you know, you catch some big fish right now. It's just, that's why I say, if you, if you're fishing memories, that's not what you want to do. You want to, you know, 
go out there with really not a preconceived idea as to what these fish are doing because you can you can draw them and you can catch them right now draw them on your side scan and and then uh back off and catch them i mean that that's really what's going on right now so when you're finding these schools of fish i mean what what are you you're going along you got your side scan uh, you're looking at your electronics to find these schools of fish is there a particular, I mean, are you finding like really large, are these large schools of fish? Or are these fish with, are these schools with 10, 20? No, they're not. They're not. They're probably 10, 10 to 15, maybe at the most. They're small packs, but you've got some big fish mixed in. So how I do it is I'll put, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people will do their side scan and do it on both left and right. But if you're going down the uh, river ledge and you're looking at the right side, well, you just need to change it to right and bump it out to about a hundred and just ease down that ledge and see what you see. Cause that side scan, that hummingbird side scan is going to show it. You yeah. Know? That's cool. That's a, that's a good suggestion right there. I mean, if you don't need both sides and just cut the other side off. Well, I mean, uh, once you do a little bit more on that side, that's right. Once you do that, Brian, it picks out a hundred. Like I like a hundred. I used to do 80 and even, you know, and in the spring you, you, you want to, you don't want to go out that far, but really, you know, in the summer you want, you want to go a hundred because I mean, it'll show, I mean, it's shooting out a hundred feet. And, uh, that's really all you're looking at is either the left-hand side or the right-hand side. And I think, I think people forget to do that. And they, I'm not saying that it won't show, but it just shows so much better if you put it on left or right based on, you know, which way you're going down a ledge or, a, you know, Creek channel or whatever. So right. that's just, um, and then, you know, when, somebody, when somebody, when somebody rides with me, you know, I, I explain it, you know, I tell them this is what we do and I'll show them the fish on it, you know, cause a lot of the people that have these electronics, they don't know what they're looking at. And it's, 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 I'm that guy. Well, I mean, I'm not going to talk about you, but no, uh, I'm that guy. Well, <laughs> it's, uh, I was just talking about that on the last segment. You know, I, I've got, I've got the side imaging. I got the down imaging, but you know, I, I really think that it takes a lot of time to really get good at it. And I mean, we can watch these YouTube videos all you want to, but being in the boat with somebody like yourself. That's, uh, you know what you just said? That is exactly right. Because everybody's looking at the videos, you know, yep. and, and, and they're not really, nothing beats in the boat and showing nope. somebody what you're seeing. And I have to tell you, a lot of my clients, they just, it blows their mind. They, they really, they really didn't get it until they rode. So. Yeah, I think it's vital, man. I, I think if somebody's out there that, you know, a listener that, that has the electronics and, and they're not getting, feel like they're getting the most out of it. Uh, and that's me. I need to come get in a boat with somebody like yourself that knows. Well, I'd be glad to take you. I'd be glad we're to missing. take you. I certainly would. We're missing out. Yeah, we're missing out. Well, we and it's not just this lake, Brian. It's it's any lake. I don't care right. if you're on Logan Mart right now, or or whatever. For example, 
this holds true even right now. You know, it may fish a little different, but right now, I don't care what lake you're on. There's a lot of fish that are out in 15 to 20 yep. foot. I mean, they just are. And, uh, and, and that's just, they uh, just are. that's where they, are. well, it's summer, yep. the water temperatures, 90 degrees. I mean, these fish are going to be where the shad are and the shad are deep. I mean, they're yeah. not, you know, they're just, uh, they're going to be where the groceries are and that's where they're going to be. So when you get out on the lake, you, you get off that main river channel and are you, are you looking, I mean, like, are you looking, starting off, are you looking for like ledges, like visually with your eyes, or are you looking more at the, the contours on the map, uh, to, and, and then when you get to that right area, then you start looking at your, your size scan a little more. Well, if, if you go fish offshore or ledge fishing, you need to have a good map. I mean, I don't care if you're really going to do it right. You got to have a good map. And I've got Humminbird and Lawrence. I like Lake Master. It's not a bad map, but the sea map for Lawrence is really, I have to say, it really is a good map because you can color, you can color it up whatever color you want. And it just shows a lot of these places. Whereas the Humminbird, doesn't it's already the colors are, are really you can't change the colors like you can on on uh, Lawrence and the uh, the actual uh, survey that they've done is what what Lawrence did is they hired a bunch of these college kids this was like four or five years ago on Eufaula and they were out there for two or three months riding around in these aluminum boats and all they were doing is, you know, surveying the lake. And, uh, you know, you can take, like, the Lawrence Sea map. You can go from Fort Gaines to Dam, and you can go all the way to Columbus, Georgia. I mean, it, River Bend is one of the greatest places to fish in the spring. And uh, you can go in, you know, McClendon Slough, and it's all defined. Whereas if you um, have, you know, hummingbird, you go north of Kawiki, it, it shuts off. I mean, man, that's 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 good to know. Well, I mean, that's good you know, and uh, you know, certain lakes there are better maps for certain lakes, but uh, overall, I think Lawrence has the best mapping. It, they just do, but that's what you start out with, and then. You know, it's all about using your electronics and looking for the fish at the same time that you've got your map. You know, yeah. you got to spend time. You know, that's the thing. A lot of anybody can fish shallow, go down the bank or whatever. Right. You know, and certain times of year, shallow is on. And don't get me wrong, I'll be shallow. <laughs> you know, March, April, I'm shallow. You know, I, you know in the May, you know, on, on through the summer and September and about October, they start moving back in the creeks. So, I mean, it's just, um, you know, uh, it, it's seasonable. Really fishing is seasonable. It really is. Yeah. Well, the one thing for sure is the electronics and the capabilities we have with them now has changed the game. And you guys that do this for a living, Y'all understand it and y'all get it. 
and you know how to get the most out of your units and the ones that don't know how to get the most out of them, uh, they're missing out and, and, and not catching the fish that they could catch. Just, we don't have a week on this show where we're not, where somebody's not talking about the importance of their electronics. It's every week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got uh live target, for example, now, you know, on mine and I, I use it, I use it now, but what I'm, I'm not, you know, looking at it, trying to catch the fish. I'm just scanning to see what's in front of the boat, you know? And, and so that's what I can see. And, uh, it works. Yeah. I mean, live target is, is certainly, and then Garmin's got theirs and hummingbirds got theirs. So that forward facing yeah. is good, but the, the side scan is really, I mean, it, it, it'll show you that way. You don't have to drive right over the fish. And then once you see them, then you can back off or you could, uh, idle over it with down scan and really see what you're seeing. So, but you know, and when, and when I have a trip, when I have a trip, I explain everything. And a lot of these people, they didn't know, you know, they've got the same unit and they just, they just don't know how to do it. Didn't know. And now they can take it back to their home lake and, That's and, right. and utilize That's it right. and have a better, better understanding. So it's, I get them call me all the time, trip. you know, after the trip, they'll call me cause you know, just cause we're through doesn't mean that they can't call me and ask me a question. So, and I, I try and help folks best I can, you know? Yeah. What's the, so what's some of the go-to baits you're going to, you're catching them with right now? Well, that deep diving crankbait, I, I think I told you the last time that that hardcore uh, seven Yozuri, it's it's just you know I can't put it down right now, and you know it goes twenty five foot, but most of these fish are coming in fifteen to twenty, and I'm catching them on uh, the underspin half ounce uh, underspin with a uh, you know swim bait on it, small four inch swim bait or whatever. Yeah, just kind of yo-yoing it, and uh, these fish are just hanging off the ledges, the hard spots, and you know if they see it, and then you know you lift it and let it fall, and I mean they just can't they can't turn down a bait that, that looks meal. like it's well, it just when it if you can make it look like it's dying, because you know when a shad dies, it's gonna fall. You know, right. that's why people catch them on spoons and hair jigs and they always catch them on the, on the fall. And so, and that's really what's going on with the plug. You're really doing the same thing. You're just digging the bottom and then you pause it and then you burn it again. And they just, you know, they can't stand it, but you got to be in the right place. You can't just yeah. go out there and start slinging it. And you got to know what you you're looking for. Well, that's right. that's you got to be on fish. Well, you got to be on fish. That's it. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's, I mean, it's, it's great to get a report from you, Fall. That's so good. And and like I said, there's there's a lot of lakes that are that are that are struggling this time of year. But it sounds like that you're still doing great down there. And it's always always good to get these kind of reports. If you're just gonna give a tip of the day for somebody right now, uh, I can probably guess what it is. But what would your tip of the day be? Well, I wouldn't fish shallow. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to come to Eufaula, I wouldn't fish shallow. You know, I, that's what I tell you. You need to get out there off the river channel, off the creek channel, and find some of these hard spots and use your 
side scan and and look for these fish because I mean they're they're in that fifteen to twenty. I mean they're not yeah. everywhere, but you gotta you gotta spend a little time. But when you but when you find them, they can be caught, and there's some good ones. Today I I found another place, you know, and uh, that I haven't really fished, and I I found them on there. There they were, you know. So it's just uh, you know it. And it's challenging right now because the water's coming up and it's up. And I'd rather have it a foot or two down. But, you know, don't let it worry you. I mean, just stay at it and, and just use your electronics. There you go. Well, hey, man, if somebody's listening, they want to book a trip with you, whether it's to catch bass or whether it's to learn electronics or a combination of both, I know that they can go to GrazesGuideService.com and find you on your website that way. But what's... What what's some other ways they can contact you? Well, they could get me on Facebook because I'm on Facebook. Graz's Guide Service on Facebook, and then they can see, you know, pictures of, and stuff that are are recent. You know, because the the actual website is, you know, we haven't updated it. You know, right. probably in about a, two or three months. So Facebook's probably the best thing to do. Phone number, you can call seven zero six five nine three. 4192 or they can email me you know my email address is on it so uh my website is a fun website so if you go on it you know it ain't you know there's just a whole lot of stuff on there that's awesome well well guys man love having you on here brother appreciate you giving us your time and and information brian i appreciate it i'm glad you called me Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, y'all give Graz a call. Don't miss out on what's going on on you, Fowler, right now. He's catching some big fish down there, some big old bellies on them, and uh, and you're going to learn a lot while you're down there with him. They kind of look like me, Brian. They look like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I hey, I don't believe that. All right, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, buddy. All right, guys, let's take a few more minutes and hear from some more sponsors. This week's episode is brought to you by MB Ranch King. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. All right, folks, that's going to be a wrap for this week's show. What an awesome show it was. Hey, get up there to the Sipsy like Garrett Way was talking about. Check out some of this rainbow trout fishing. How cool is that that we get to do that in the state of Alabama? And then, man, let's be sure and support old Tucker Smith. What a great job he's doing. Got the speed drop. Go check that out. Get online. Order you a couple of them. And, man, what a great report from from Ufala this week with Graz, man, that, that dude catches fish down there in Ufala. Y'all be sure and give him a holler and uh, learn some electronics and catch some good fish. He's down there catching 20, 25-pound bag limits right now, and that is hard to beat. If you're enjoying the, the podcast, please take just a minute, subscribe, rate, leave us a review wherever you'd listen. And if you'd like us to email you a show, 
We'll do it each and every week. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767, and we'll email you the show each and every week. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all. Y'all stay safe out there, and we'll talk to y'all again next week. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by AFCO. Family-owned and operated, AFCO fishing apparel and tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements. Visit AFCO.com for on-the-water performance gear. And brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator, bringing you the highest quality online satellite fishing charts since 2004. Your source for sea temps, altimetry, currents, and watercolor at Hilton'sOffshore.com. And by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. And brought to you by United Bank. United Bank supports our farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness. United Bank is building stronger communities every day. Learn more at unitedbank.com. All loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. And by LM Marine has something for everyone from small hunting boats, pontoons, as well as bigger bay and hybrid boats for the hardcore angler. Go visit them at 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251 937 1380. And brought to you by North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish and in North Alabama, fishing is great year round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. And brought to you by Baker's Metalworks and Dixie Supply. Baker Metal Works and Dixie Supply manufacture a variety of metal roofing systems to meet your needs. Whether you are putting a new roof on your home or sheeting a commercial building, they have you covered. Baker Metal Works and Dixie Supply, your metal roofing headquarters.